Welcome to the If I Only Knew podcast with Debbie and Veronica, two friends with a combined age of 110 years. I'm 65. And I'm 55. Between us, we have five kids, three grandkids, and a total of 75 years married. Now it's time to be inspired, laugh a lot, and learn to thrive. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to the If I Only Knew podcast. Today, we're going to cover a topic, disclaimer, neither of us are experts on this. We will eventually be talking to some people that have more knowledge than we do, but we are not experts. And so we encourage you, if you think you're dealing with this subject, please talk to the appropriate sources. Um, But we're going to talk about inflammation. Right. And I think... Now, in, in line with what uh, Veronica was saying, you know, we're not healthcare experts. Well, I have a healthcare degree, but still something like inflammation was, we, we didn't even discuss that, you know, right. I realized that right. we, we talked about chronic inflammatory diseases, but the degree of inflammation that's occurring in the world these days was not even discussed when I was training. But the point being is that both of us have uh, inflammation uh, and we have both have an inflammatory chronic inflammatory disease. So she and I have both worked with it in different ways and we'll close out this month talking about the ways that we, what we've gone through, what has helped, what hasn't after we have interviewed some of the experts Correct. on the topic. Yes. But so. we do have a little bit of information. Please forgive us if it sounds like we're reading, we are. Um, because again, we're not experts on this, but we want to give you some good, information on the subject of inflammation. So today is kind of our, um, it's our informational uh, podcast about the subject. So we're going to tell you a little bit about the different types of inflammation, what it is, what it does, um, what can be the cause and effect of it. And yeah. Yeah, we'll start with that. All right. Sounds good. Um, if you talk about the word inflammation, basically what that does is it refers to your body's process of fighting against things that harm it. So like if you have an infection, an injury, um, bee sting, whatever toxins, um, that's the body's body will send the army in to try to heal it, make it feel better. And it's an inflammatory response, an acute one to heal itself. When something damages, um, the chemicals are released that trigger a response from your immune system. That's really what's going on. And the immune system then releases antibodies, proteins, and sends greater blood flow to that area. Um, so it'll heal. Right. So, so for instance, if you get a bee sting, right. it swells up and gets red and that's your body healing that bee sting. Right. That via venom, the immune system. Via and the Im- immune system. Right. So if it's an acute inflammation, you've heard of acute inflammation. Well, then that's just something that happens. Uh, it can happen immediately and last for a few hours to several days. Right. So a broken bone. Um, it can even be a virus like a sore throat or a cold or right. again, a bee sting, but an insect sting, anything like that. Right. Yes. Chronic is the body response lingers. Um, leaving your body, and this is what's the problem here, in sort of a constant state of alert. Oh, I've got injury everywhere. I mean, what what do I do? And I just keep doing the same thing, releasing the same uh, toxins, releasing the same antibodies to the area, uh, different organs in the body. And it just, the body's just confused. The body says, okay, I'll just stay in alert. Yeah. Um, Over time, the thinking is, is that um, and here's where you hear most of the statistics. Well, which I'll let you talk some of that about that. But the chronic length of time is when it has where you hear the negative impact 
on tissue and organs that causes the chronic diseases. Right. So in 2004, Time magazine featured a cover article on the connection between certain chronic diseases and inflammation. For example, evidence continues to show the clear connection between rheumatoid arthritis and other chronic inflammation, inflammatory, in, inflammatory. Right. Thank we you. We got it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, conditions and an increased risk for heart disease. As you can imagine, the increased inflammation present in rheumatoid patients puts that them at an increased risk of cardiac disease due to the damaging effect of constant infl inflammation on their vascular system. Right. So, you know, we know that when your body is constantly fighting what it considers an invader, it is going to affect those different symptoms. So are those different areas of your body. So with rheumatoid arthritis, it attacks the blood vessels, but right. Is and joints. Correct? Yes. And the joints. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I have Hashimoto's, which is the autoimmune disease of the thyroid. So my body is constantly fighting against my um, thyroid. Well, it's sending antibodies actually it's to that healthy tissue. Exactly. So your thyroid starts out when right. you're born with healthy as healthy tissue. It can either go overboard or underboard. But what happens is with the chronic inflammation, the Hashimoto's, right. which a large, I, I just understand, I just realized this, and it's a very high percentage of people have Hashimoto's. Oh, I'm sure. Um, I can't give you a number. I do remember having a discussion recently with a physician about this, but, um, and going over lab work, but anyways, um, it's just your, your body just, it's attacking itself. Right. So, and so Debbie, for you, what are some of the things that happen when, uh, you have that inflammation that, uh, going on in your body? Okay. Well, first of all, um, I feel tired all the time. And I know many of you might look at me and nod and say, okay, well, I'm tired all the time, but, um, this is a, like a profound exhaustion, so to speak. It's just a, a, your everything aches. It's my only way of explaining it. I just feel like it, it's almost like you have the flu without the flu. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not the temperature rise or any of that kind of thing. Um, sometimes it's just a mild case of it. Sometimes it's profound and it, and I have got, had to learn what are some of the things that make it worse where I can almost not function versus um, other things that, it, you know, it'll subside. Because when you don't have it, when you realize what it is, yeah. and then you get treated and you put on medication, I'm on two different types of medication, uh, thyroid supplements, uh, natural supplements, then you really feel, and you take some of the stimulants out of your diet or whatever, uh, and you see how you can feel, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, insomnia. Uh, chronic insomnia. Uh, part of that's a, a little hard to distinguish as well between, I'm told, my hormonal imbalance at age 65 versus thyroid disease, but that's been another problem. Um, I'm just trying to think. I just, oh, hair loss. Sometimes I have mm -hmm. the receding hairline, which has gotten worse. I know um, my sister-in-law who has Hashimoto's as well, she basically almost looks like she's had malnutrition where she's got balding um, at the crown. So hair loss is another. Um, oh, cold. Really, I'm very um, reactive to cold temperatures. Mm. Uh, I, you have the opposite of that, yeah. which is interesting. So the heat and cold, it's mm -hmm. different, but I I get freezing and my numb, sometimes I'll get the extended numbness oh, yes. of my feet and my yeah. hands. So, yeah. What about puffiness? Oh, yes. I don't see it as much, but I do have it. Um, I get actually puffy around my face. Mm -hmm. My cheeks get fuller around my eyes. 
Um, and then I'll notice my ring doesn't come on and off easily. So I'm swelling everywhere. So I have a lot of, it seems like water retention yeah. everywhere. How about brain fog? Do you ever get brain fog? <laughs> yes. Similar again, excuse me for my cough. I'm recovering here. Um, the brain fog is something that I go through again. It could be hormonal versus the, um, thyroid problem. So, uh, and, and, oh, because I have the thyroid, it's like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Okay. I have hormone imbalance because I'm 65. I have Hashimoto's. So then I have inflammation as a result of that. I have symptoms that are overlap. So you really, and this is what we'll talk about at the end of the month. You really have to become an expert personally mm -hmm. about your body. Well, you have to become your own personal advocate yes. because not everyone's symptoms are the same. Like Debbie said, I have Hashimoto's as well. And um, like Debbie said, she experiences extreme cold. I experience um, struggle with heat and feeling hot all the time. And again, postmenopausal, it could be right. my hormones. I do find that as my hormones regulate, that does get better. But because of the Hashimoto's, I think that those things that are um, normal parts of menopause, postmenopause, perimenopause become exaggerated right. in a lot of times. I experience fatigue as well. I call it eye fatigue. It's like this fatigue that I get in my head that's behind my eyes, in between my ears, that's so deep and so exhausting. Really? Yes. It's, it's, it feel, my body normally feels like it could function just fine, but I am so exhausted in my head that I, and I don't mean <clears> like, <throat> oh, I'm thinking I'm, I, I literally feel like my brain feels heavy. Interesting. I wonder yeah. if that has to do with anything with, with inflammation. Actually, I'm sure. we'll have to ask when we yeah. have our, when we our talk speakers, to, what are, why yeah. is, why is that? I mean, I'm always interested to know. Yeah. Now I get it. I know why I'm having it. And that all makes sense. But like what's actually physiologically happening, happening in our bodies that causes like, us to feel that way. Right. I do. I have really bad brain fog from okay. when, um, and I have been just a little disclaimer. I've been on a um, journey since November of 2019 of beginning an anti-inflammatory way of eating that um, I started a little bit in early November, 2019. And then really January of 2020, like I took certain things out before the beginning of the new year. And then I've taken a lot of other things out and I can see the changes. Like it's huge. It, it makes in, a big difference in some of that. Yeah. Um, another thing that I find is that when I, um, especially if I'm having a Hashimoto's flare, but, but even when I'm not, if I do any kind of really strenuous exercise, I get extreme exercise fatigue. Yes. I will be, uh, it'll take me two days to recover from doing uh, an extreme form of exercise. So I do exercises that are low impact that I, I like to build muscle um, I don't do a ton of cardio because it really does create this. It's very hard to explain to somebody that's never experienced right. it, but I am literally in bed with pure fatigue and exhaustion for a couple of days after I do. Um, I've heard that a lot. I've yeah. heard, I, I will notice that sometimes I don't 
I'm not maybe always paying attention. And I was like, oh, let's see that. Maybe I was dancing at a wedding nonstop for six hours. And that's why it's taken me two days to even get my head out of bits. I mean, because I feel like, oh my God, I'm ex my body is right. so exhausted. And, and we think, oh, it's normal. I'm just getting old. But no, it's actually not normal. No, it's not normal. It's not normal. It is a side effect of inflammation in our our in our bodies and our bodies fighting another pot of, part of our body. Um, go ahead. I knew when a, a clue to me back, um, probably, I don't know now, it's probably about seven years ago, I, I was working um, as a, a coach regarding a, a program mm -hmm. um, that was helping me lose weight and I was helping coaching others lose weight. And it has to do, it's not a keto, it's diet. It's more of a um, low inflammatory, it's a higher protein, a, a adequate amount of protein um, and very in a low carbohydrate, mm -hmm. but not as low as uh, the ketotic, uh, the keto diet, but the same principle apply when you go into a, your body goes into a ketosis. Right, right. And really what was the main trigger for me was the carbohydrates and yes. learning how much, uh, what, <laughs> what carbohydrates can do to your body yes. because carbohydrates and for the most part are sugar and what is hidden. And I, I know you've probably heard this before and we've made mention to it, but to actually learn that yeah. and to know that and to know how damaging over a long haul and not understand that um, if you want to prevent chronic inflammatory disease for your body, having a good understanding, I think, of yes. the impact of carbohydrates, sugars, what are sugars, all those kinds of things on your body um, really make a difference. They make a huge difference. And there's different types of carbohydrates because ve all vegetables are carbohydrates. Right. But they're not bad for you necessarily because they're so full of fiber right. that, that you take the fiber out and the, the actual number of net, net carbs carb. left in them is not right. very high. But then there are the other kind of vegetables that aren't good for you to have on a regular basis if carbohydrates cause an inflammatory reaction in your body. Things like potatoes and tomatoes can really cause your body to trigger. Right. Um, but then of course there's always the wheat carbohydrates yes, and many people flour, are gluten. Right. the gluten, all that kind of stuff have a lot to do with it. So as we get into more of talking about ways to heal your body and to be able to function at a higher level when you do have a chronic disease that is caused from inflammation, um, we'll get in more into the aspect of what has worked for us personally yes. as far as uh, a way of eating. I don't like to call it a diet because a diet no, seems temporary. Right. It really has to be a way, you have to change your thinking in the way that your body communicates with food, yes. <laughs> you know, oh, because yes. some foods are going to nourish and feed my body and some foods are going to cause my body to fight against itself. Right. And I know the difference of how I feel when I choose the ones that nourish my body. Yes. Yes. And I don't want to go back to the way I was feeling. No, it's not. It's really, I, I'm sure I'll, those of you listening are, are probably sensing, yep, I have some of that. Yep, yep. I have some yep. of that. Or are already going through a great deal of experience with it. We even have had, obviously, speakers before us who are also experts. Debbie yes, Dennis. Debbie. Uh, and these yep. are experts at um, inflammation and what it does. And so we are thinking of bringing her back yep. in this mm -hmm. month to talk a little bit more. About, if you know, yes. if you're listening, you're coming. Yeah, that's right, Debbie. Uh, yeah. But um, anyways, it's just we wanted to try to share with you the impact it can have. I mean, being again, sensitive, we're all about awareness, obviously yes. in this podcast, um, having some knowledge um, and, and not just understanding it, but really knowing it yeah. through our experience, feeling it. Um, 
and what we went through so that you too can become more aware yourself yeah. of what this means. We know it's an ep epidemic proportions. When you look at even obesity in the country, I believe somewhere in the 80%, don't quote me, uh, of Americans, 70 to 80% are overweight. Why is that from the diet? Uh, how much of that is inflammation? Um, what kind of um, other things are we exposed to long-term um, irritants that can create it? Even people will say um, the organic world has become very much important, not just with foods um, because of the pesticides and removal of that, that impact on, on inflammation, but also with cosmetics, yes, um, skincare products of all sort. And what we don't realize what we're putting, uh, cleaning products. I mean, everything. And this has been just slowly but surely developing through the years as our nation and the world becomes increasingly more affected. Yes. And we're sicker. learning we more. We just becoming sicker. Yeah. We're learning more and more about the impact inflammation has. Um, I mean, heart disease, heart disease, yes, it impacts men, but heart disease in women is very, is it's is, chronic. It's, it can be, and it's under misunderstood and mis, often not diagnosed um, at times. So, and that you know, chronic inflammation, poor eating habits, you know, all those kinds of things, plus obviously other things like family history and whatever yeah. predisposition. Stress, yeah, stress. not dealing with stress properly will cause yeah. inflammation. Yes, yeah. So there's a lot of different things that. Um, that we're going to continue to talk about over the next few weeks concerning inflammation. If you have any questions for us about inflammation, um, you know, send us a DM, uh, right. send us a Facebook message or an Instagram message or right. through our YouTube, um, not YouTube, I'm sorry, iTunes. iTunes, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, and if you have a fact that you know, because you're practicing, you are working with this, something that you feel would be a great fact to share um, with our community, I think that would be awesome. Um, the only way part of our, our community is the only way we're gonna, no one is an expert, well, we have experts on some things, yes. of course, and we interview them, et cetera, but it becomes a part of all of us getting the information, getting as much information, growing aware so that we can, um, you know, thrive as we get Absolutely. older. It's not like, oh, my bones ache and my body aches because I'm old. Oh, I'm old. Oh, I'm old. I want to hear I'm old. No. Okay. Well, I am older. Age. Age. The number says I'm older. The number says I'm but older. But I don't want to feel older. Right. So I want to feel vital and I want to thrive in my years, my second half of my years. Right. More so even. Right. So yeah. um, we wanted to keep this kind of short. We had just a brief uh, overview to give you to get you thinking about the topic. Yeah. Um, again, we'll have some, I'll try to see if we can pull some other articles or things yep. that if people want to read them. Um, uh, Veronica has a really good book. Yes. Um, it's part of her uh, program right now, um, which we talk about, but the whole beginning of the book does a great job of explaining inflammation yes. and the impact. It's called the Anti-Inflammation Diet and Recipe Book by Jessica K. Black. Um, so she's a, it looks like a dietitian. Indeed, yeah, yeah, indeed. So it's protect yourself and your family from heart disease, arthritis, diabetes, allergies, and more. Um, even if you're not interested in the diet, I do think, and there's tons of resources. There's a number yes. of uh, holistic physicians that speak to all of it, the relationship of gluten, all the different things that are out there. And we're trying to take a massive topic and say, okay, let's narrow it down to some basics. This is what's inflammation. Yep. We'll bring in the experts and we'll give you some of our own personal experiences. So yeah. we hope you will like that. 
Okay. Yeah. And listen and give us some feedback. And again, you can listen to us on many different platforms, uh, iTunes, Spotify. Um, so let us know how you're listening to us and how you heard about us. Uh, next week, we'll be touching more on the subject of inflammation. Yep. And we hope you have an amazing week. See ya. Bye. Bye.